Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on, you guys? It is JC. We are here, the Throne Podcast, episode 103. And today I'm joined for the very first time by a special guest. Man, Johnny Christ needs no introduction. How's it going, brother? It's going very well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you reached out. I was on uh, Instagram Live and you just put out there, hey, would you come and do my podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for your patience and, and, and scheduling. No, man, of course. Uh, it's my pleasure. Honestly, you know, it was one of those things where I barely see you on Instagram Live. You just happen to pop up. I popped <laughs> in and I saw my opportunity. I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, you, you definitely seized the moment there. It was good. Seize the day. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, oh, you seize the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. yeah no, that's a good pun. I like it. <laughs> um, no, we, uh, so, yeah, I don't go on Instagram Live very often, but um, uh, a month, a month, a missed, easy for me to say, I missed the pandemic. I started going to, uh, live on my YouTube channel for Drinks with Johnny, and the Instagram was kind of a good segue from that into, like, I go on just to basically tell people, Hey, I'm about to be live on YouTube. Go check it out over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I basically caught uh, a little bit of the entrails of that. I just took my shot in the dark. And again, just want to say thank you for coming on. And uh, actually, it's like the first thing before we get started, man. I've been, um, you know, doing my homework a little bit, going back on uh, yeah. some of the stuff that I used to, to watch. And uh, just as a toast to the show, I picked up a little bottle of Johnny Walker. Cause, uh, nice. I heard uh, Black Label right there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that stuff. Uh, I heard your original name originally was going to be Johnny Walker, and you ended up going with Johnny Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that lasted about a day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I joined, yeah, no, it wasn't even that. I mean, we weren't worried about that at that time. We were, we were still in, uh, in uh, M. Shadow's parents' garage. Um, nice. And, yeah, we were uh, – I had just joined the band, and everyone had, had their, uh, their AKs, their pseudonyms. And there was a lot of ones that were thrown around for me. And one of them was Johnny Walker. Um, and I think it was Zach that um, actually came up with the Johnny Christ thing. And then it kind of just stuck from there. Hey, man. Well, it's a cool name. It's, it's a little ballsy. So I appreciate that and that <laughs> respect. But uh, cheers to Drinks with Johnny. Cheers to the oh, show. Cheers, man. cheers to Event Sevenfold, man. You guys are uh, a band that I've been listening to for a long time. Oh, that shit never gets any easier. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it's just it's really uh kind of surreal to be sitting here talking with you but um i guess let's just jump into the show you've been doing it for a little over a year now right drinks with yes Johnny? you're correct yeah so it started out um uh the first kind of episode i guess was actually um more of a promo uh event sevenfold us in the band um had kind of taken back our merch and we're starting to do it kind of in in-house with the help of black craft cult uh clothing and uh we were starting to let people know that we were we, we were in in the driver's seat of our merch again uh especially our online stuff so zach had a couple of ideas to run some promo uh videos on our social media one of the ideas was to was to hang out at my bar and uh from that point on it was like oh shit i don't mind being in front of a camera let's just let this shit ride and then i started to develop it last season when I was trying to do 20 minute episodes and I was like, why am I trying to fit this all into 20 minutes? Let's go let it live on its own thing you know, on a YouTube channel, on a podcast in full form. So I started just having friends over, you know, different and of different yeah. bands and different things. And I was like, 
let's just do what we do all the time when you're at my house anyway and just put throw a camera on it and see and see if it's if the content's okay yeah and then that and that's what we did so and then it, it's developed and just in february of this year we launched uh drinks with johnny youtube channel on its own and just Johnny as the podcast and it's kind of developed into something that's different where i'm getting to meet uh, uh people that maybe i wouldn't rub elbows with um and get to yeah. learn their lives yeah, and I, I kind of, it's the same thing for me. Like, originally I started interviewing uh, just local metal acts and stuff because that's pretty much the people that I was around, you know, playing shows. It's like a little bit of a community. And, um, you know, you're around so many talented people when you're coming up, and uh, they don't always have a platform to talk about their music or express themselves. So that was kind of the idea for this show, kind of giving all the locals, like, just a place to where they could talk about their music, promote their upcoming shows, shit like that. And eventually, I ran out of metal bands, you know what I mean? It's in Miami. <laughs> There's only so many. So eventually, I expanded to just all artists, photographers, fashion designers. And the same thing how you said, it's put me in a room talking to someone who I might never have crossed paths with uh, before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the fun thing about podcasting, just in general. I'm looking at some of the art, though, you got in the background there. Like, uh, yeah, is that... Is, is, see, from my vantage point, it could be completely wrong, but is that Dennis Rodman with a fucking wig on? <laughs> Yo, that is Tyler, the creator, but that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that is not Dennis Rodman with a wig. I should find a Dennis Rodman with a wig poster now. Uh, but, hey, if you find one, shoot me the link, man, because I'd be more I do know. Okay, now, now, now that you say it's Tyler, the creator, I see it. But, like, I mean, I was looking at it like, because I'm friends with Dennis. I was like, that kind of looks like Dennis with a fucking wig on. It's funny. Yeah, a wig doesn't <laughs> seem too, like, far out of his ballpark either. You know what no, I mean? No, I, I, was, I was trying to remember in my history, like, my memory, the memory in my history is like, oh, when the fuck did he ever put a wig on like that? <laughs> Clearly, I was wrong. No, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> almost, almost. He is wearing a wig. But um, did you have a moment ever, because um, I, I heard you talking – about how you don't really get nervous before shows. I mean, eventually you just do so many that it's kind of just whatever, it's your job. Um, but you do get nervous before some interviews. So who's been some of the people that have, have had you nervous? Oh, dude, uh, great question. And yeah, uh, it's not necessarily that I've never, I, I never get nervous about a show anymore, but it's, right. it's a different kind of nervous. It's more of an excitement, not really, you know. I don't want to sound like I don't give a fuck about the show. I'm just like, hey, whatever. But, you know, like... Uh, it's just a different kind of feeling than it originally was of nervousness. And yeah, there's been a few where, you know, again, crossing paths with uh, different people of different walks of life that I never thought I would have the chance to talk to. Um, for me, one of them, one of the ones that stick, sticks out in my mind to this day is Eric Bischoff. He used to be oh, the wow. CEO of WCW, which yeah. I was a huge fan of as a child. So I'm, I'm literally talking to, you know, someone that's a childhood hero of mine, you know, well, maybe not wow. a hero because he was always playing a heel. Yeah, he was he, always the bad guy. <laughs> and he, he was great at it. Guy, yeah, 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 he was course. phenomenal. Yeah, and he's, and he's a very, very awesome dude. I, you know, our producer reached out to him and I was like, there's no way you're ever going to get Eric Bischoff to be my fucking show. Like, <laughs> why would he care? And, uh, you know, he, and like, you know, especially because it's like, it's its own thing now. It's not like, oh, it's Avengers Sevenfold. It's, no, this is Drinks of Johnny. It's its own thing. It's completely separate. Right. Um, and for him to come on, I was a little nervous because I was like texting him and emailing him back and forth. And he's one of these uh, more old school people that like when they text or email back and forth, it's like very concise answers. It's like, <laughs> yes, no, 
no maybe <laughs> and i'm like oh, okay fuck and yeah. then but once we got on the once i got on the call with him um it was it was awesome it was like i had so much in common with the guy and, and i had a lot to talk to him about and it came out i mean he had a blast doing it um as, as i said he's got a podcast he does with conrad thompson called 83 oh. weeks with eric bischoff and that it's one of the first podcasts that i got into that got me into podcasting so it was oh. really cool to have a conversation with him after listening to his show for the past two years you know yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Like almost pre, even pre-virus, a lot of people had their own podcasts. Like people you would never expect. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I mean, Undertaker's doing one now. Stone Cold has like his TV show. Broken Skull uh, Diaries or whatever stories are Something so like good. That. Yeah, 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 and it's, it's just so him talking up. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, just him talking to other wrestlers, man. Just shooting the shit, yeah. talking about behind the scenes. I saw one on the uh, the Montreal screw job. Um, yeah, with uh, Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They were just just going over it, and and um, I think somebody told them to episode. stay backstage or something like that. And you know, I I was a wrestling fan when I was younger, but I I grew up in like the John Cena days already. You know what I mean? Attitude Era was pretty much long gone. Uh, so what were your like? Do you have a favorite wrestler or favorite wrestling moment? I know it's kind of a cheesy. Oh wow. Question. No, no, no. It's 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 actually a great one. See, a lot of people like think of wrestling. I see they're like. Why is Johnny such a big fan of wrestling? I'm like, I don't know, because I'm because I fucking am. Like, I don't yeah, know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I mean, a favorite wrestler. I mean, you named a couple of my favorites right there: Undertaker, Stone Cold, yeah, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple oh, H. Yeah. Everything from the Attitude Era is absolutely my favorite thing. Degeneration X was like oh, when that came out. I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Um, and it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. That's why I loved it. Like NWO, Degeneration X, both of those over the top um, kind of storylines. Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that was my, the height of my fandom. Um, but I will say, uh, going back as even a young child, Ric Flair is probably, I have to say, my all time favorite uh, because there's been many who have done things and been inspired by him throughout the years. Yeah, but he was the OG. Like the way that he right. played heel was like the, the that was like the beginning of great heel work, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ric Flair. I mean, he was around for so long. I mean, like I said, even when I was growing up, you still knew the Nature Boy. Everyone knew who he was. The Nature Boy always put Absolutely. on a good show. Uh, the Figure Four Leg Lock is a fucking classic. Or the way he would uh sell sell the the hits and then just fall over. Oh, oh man, dude, like, so good. The way he just. Pl Face plant, rock <laughs> on one side to the other of the ring and face plant down. I was like, this guy's amazing. Yeah, in his 60s, dude, just not giving a fuck, cutting in the corner and shit. Dude, he still wants to get back in the ring, I heard. He, 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 had, a, he had a health scare and he was like, and he, luckily, from what I, I've, I've, I've not had the pleasure of speaking to Rick yet. I say yet because he's on my list. Okay. Um, but uh, I heard through uh, another mutual friend that he, he had a little bit of a health scare, got it fixed, and now he feels better than he has in a long time. And it's inciting him the idea that maybe he gets back in the ring and takes a couple bumps. I'm like, wow, dude, you're you're nuts. <laughs> for real, for real. I mean, for someone that old to 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 lace up. I don't know if he's again. actually gonna do it. I, I, I'm not putting anything out there in the universe that he's actually gonna do it. I'm just saying, like, I've heard him talk a little bit, but just and it's probably just because he feels really good right now, and that's. I'm really happy for him that he was able to deal with those issues. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like once you get up in age, uh, obviously, 
you know, you still want to live your best life and whatnot, but there's just some things like uh, you have Mike Tyson now putting up IG videos of him pounding the mitts. And dude, talking still about looks him. fucking rad, dude. He still yeah, looks yeah. rad. Yeah, he, Mike Tyson might actually be the exception, but just someone. We'll see. I'm just, I'm just really happy to, to be able to see that. I mean, but here's the thing. A lot of people right now with ageism that's out there are forgetting that George Foreman came back well into his 50s and won the heavyweight title. When he point. beat, uh, uh, what was it, Tommy, Tommy the Gun. Uh, I forget his last name now, but he came in and, and beat him many years after he, after he retired. And that was George Foreman, who, who else can you compare to George Foreman? Mike Tyson, someone who That's had that, that kind of, that kind of uh, uh, reputation in the, in the boxing ring. Yeah, I mean, really, those are, those are two monsters of their, of, their, uh, of their division, you know, their weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Mike Tyson being such like a, a short dude. I mean, he's so stocky and just strong. Oh yeah, he was not. It would be it would be very interesting to see because a lot of people are like, oh well, he's too small for the current heavyweight division because obviously Tyson Fury is in there and he's such a fucking technically amazing boxer. Like if you watch that guy, it's freakish sometimes what he can pull off with his hands. And I get it; he would have the reach, he would have the size, he'd have all that. But there was a couple other people that Mike Tyson. Uh, fought in the 90s that had the, had that kind of reach advantage and that kind of advantage and he still knocked him on their ass so I'm not I'm not convinced that he couldn't do it again yeah you know it, there's there's something crazy about the heavyweight division right now you have Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury uh the dude that Tyson Fury uh beat Deontay Wilder right Wilder yep yeah so but Fury is just I mean one his heart I mean the dude was licking blood off of Wilder like that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird, but yo, would you want to fight him? Would you want to no, fight him after that? No, He's, I want to. I want to have a beer with him sometime down the line, <laughs> but I don't want to fight him. Definitely, it's, it adds to this intimidation factor. Actually, that. he doesn't drink. I, I I should retract that because I know that he's he's sober and everything now. So like, I don't uh, want to like, I don't want to put. We'll we'll share water with him. Well, how about that? <laughs> a sparkling water. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, I mean, he's just so freakish, man. I mean, a dude that tall who can move that quick, he's got amazing head movement. Like, I, I would love to see Tyson definitely, like, maybe in his prime, but even in his 50s, I'd pay for it. I mean, fuck it, I paid oh, for yeah, we're gonna watch Mayweather. it. I, I think I, I, actually, I actually saw something that Tyson Fury said that he would fight him in an exhibition match. It would be an exhibition in their in his eyes, they would, they would do an exhibition match and like to get him back into it and he said he'd totally be down i mean he's, he's named after the guy for fuck's sake how cool would that be to like that is see that true. you know right right that would be that would be a very cool generational kind of fight of course we buy it like i mean we bought it when when connor was gonna fight mayweather yeah i just said that a boxer yeah, it was a, <laughs> I, I love that fight honestly like i love, uh, I love the hype More yeah than the yeah fight. The, the build up, great. The fucking press tour they did, fucking just talking so shit good. to each other. It was so good. <laughs> Yo, I don't think we're ever gonna get anything like that again, or anytime soon, anyway. Because Connor is such a personality, and then Mayweather is such a different personality. And, and you know what's funny groups. is Mayweather is one of the nice. I've met, I've had the pleasure of meeting Mayweather before. Mm-hmm. He's one of the nicest dudes out there. So it's like funny when you see him like turn it on for something. <laughs> it's like it's so rad. It's just he's he's oh, just man. such a good dude. Some people just know how to play the heel, man. Um, yeah. It, it's just one of those things. And, uh, you know, it puts asses in seats and it puts eyes on the television. Of course. We um, always want the good, good guy versus bad guy. Oh, yeah, we always will. Something about it. Um, uh, another question completely unrelated is an awful segue, but um, just something that I know listeners of the show are going to want to hear. Um, 
as a local band now, you know, especially with the Corona stuff and we can't play gigs and, and, and shit, mm-hmm. but even pre that it seemed like the way people consume music compared to like maybe, um, 15 years ago when you released city of evil or 10 years ago, even when you released nightmare, um, you know, people would actually go to the store and buy a CD. Like I remember taking a bus to, to Best Buy and paying some adult to buy me nightmare because it had a parental advisory on it. You know what I mean? Oh shit. And, uh, uh, people don't really I didn't do that even think about that. No, I didn't even think. Wow, that was still you were still doing that in 2010. Jesus, I well, I'm I, getting, you're 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 showing my age, sir. Well, the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, I personally enjoy physical media when it comes to bands that I like or just artists that I want to support. So, like right now, I'm into vinyls. Like most of these posters just happen to come with vinyls. You know what I mean? Um, and CDs are kind of just like whatever. So vinyl is kind of what I've stuck to. And um, now, you know, pre, people like pre-download an album before it comes out. Um, you know, it, it seems like people are, are getting a hot, quote unquote, like off a single more than off an album. And so mm-hmm. I guess I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on if it's worth for a, a local act who's trying to make it in the music business to, to drop 12 great songs at one time that maybe a week later is looked over or like maybe drop those 12 songs separately over time to try and build hype or, or well, something I mean, like that? No, it's a great question. And uh, not to, you know, sidestep it. I just, mm-hmm. I don't have a great answer. Okay. Um, there's, it's, it's kind of like the wild west though. I mean, I'll try and answer it a little bit, but I don't, again, I have an answer. It might not be a great one. Yeah, just um, your brain, <laughs> yeah totally. No, it's just, it, it's hard to say that because it is kind of like the wild west. Like you said, this is uncharted territory. No artist has had to deal with this climate because this climate is new. And it's great. You just have to figure out how to do things, right? Like, it's great to have this technology out there where you can directly get something, some sort of content directly to your fan base. And that is a great thing. That's, that's the great part. However, as you said, with physical copies, there's not a place that you go to um, to find music like right. you used to. Uh, there's not, you know, a listening booth in a Sam Goody like they're used to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just, that, that doesn't exist. You, you kind of, and you're struggling to find yourself amongst everything that's streaming out there and that everything is streaming out there. So it's really hard to find your niche. There is an option out there though, and you got to find it for what your art is. I think you have to find your own niche. You have to, you know, because there is so much going on, you have to be able to look at what your art form is and how you want it to speak to your fan base. Um, so yes, an album, if you've got 12 great songs that the hair stands up on your arms when you listen to, that means that there's at least one other person in the world that will get that same feeling, in my opinion. So as long as you could get that hair to stand up for yourself, you know it's good content. So put it out there. If you have 12, cool. Find a, find a cool way to put out those 12 songs. If you have two, but they are fucking bangers find a cool way to put those out. Like there's, there's always like, especially for musicians, there's, I feel like in the past, a lot of musicians and I, I've done it before too, run into a roadblock of, okay, now I've got this song and now I'm ready. I'm going to put it out, but I don't know how else to create something around it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not just, it used to always be in the nineties. It was a music video. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that doesn't really do what it does you know, in 2020. So right. what, what else can you do? What, what, there's other visuals, there's other 
cool ways that you have to look at your piece of art and look at it and go, here's, here's what it is. Here's the vision. Here's what I was thinking when I was creating that. How can I use that to give it more of a three-dimensional vibe? Like now it's no longer something that you're just going to listen to. Now I want to make everyone see why they need to be a part of this. And I think that's, again, not a great answer to your question because it doesn't specifically speak on it, but it does kind of like help. Like if you have a piece of art, you need to start now thinking once you have it, how do I create an ambiance around it? And I think that that's kind of what you do. And if your ambiance is 12 songs, then yes, put out an, al an, an album. If, you're on the, if your ambiance is like these three songs or whatever out of the 12 that I really like, then figure a way to do that really cool. And that would be the only advice I would have on it. Yeah. You know what, man? Um, I really I, I really love that, that answer. I mean, honestly, kind of a, a thought that I kind of struggle with is just like um, instead of doing it to try and, you know, get exposure, get rich or get famous or whatever the, the um, motive is behind it, just do your art because you want to do it. And then the people who are going to fuck with it are going to find it and fuck with it regardless. Totally. I mean, the, 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 the honest thing there, and I've met a lot of people, talked to a lot of people um, in my career. Look, if you set out for money in this thing called music, that is art nine times out of 10, you ain't going to find it. So you better be doing it for another reason. And uh, I think, and then, you know, if you're passionate enough, you work hard enough, you continually grow as a musician or as an artist, um, and you really feel it. If you really feel it and you're putting in the time and the effort, eventually those other things will come. But you have to, you have to be 100% all in, and you're not going to get there unless you're, you love it. Yeah, and I agree. And honestly, um, I've had, like I said, trouble with that with my band. Um, just it, the music business is such a difficult business and then you have a niche genre like metal or progressive metal or anything but with mm -hmm. this podcast i mean 103 episodes in um i've never gotten paid for an episode uh, but I, i'm still here because i like talking shit with people and the fact that i'm here sitting talking to you someone who like i said i listened to from when i was 11 years old uh, it really proves that if you do something because you love to do it and because you're dedicated and you put in the work that it will be recognized by people like you and others. And um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to me today, brother. I think it's a great note to end on. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you too, man. That's really cool. Like, like you said, you put yourself out there on Instagram live and this is what happened. You know, I appreciate it. You know, we, we talked a little bit about my show and, and how I felt nervous to talk to Eric Bischoff and Jake, the steak Roberts and all these other people. <laughs> so it's, a, I, 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 I feel good about having this conversation with you and hopefully your fans uh, uh, appreciate what I had to say. No, for sure, man. Um, I know that there's a, a charity that you're working with, with um, one of your podcast partners. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, with Chris Santos. Um, yes. I couldn't that, remember that his charity. last name, but plug it. go ahead. <laughs> Chris get all your Santos, plugs in. So that is actually ended. We might do a second. <laughs> we might do a second run of it. Um, I have to talk to Chris about that, but uh, yeah, he had a, he had a really cool, he's, he's a celebrity chef and he's part of the, the uh, Tao or Tao um, uh, employee relief fund. He had to, he had to lay off like almost 5,000 people uh, um, amongst the pandemic. And I just teamed up with him, tried to get some, uh, some money raised. I donated a, a, a signature base that I signed yes. that I actually played on our last tour. Um, yes. And yeah, so 
And then we got some really great guests. We had Robert Trujillo come on from Metallica. We that was a great episode, man. Jamie Just- oh, thank you. Uh, we had Jamie Josta, Lizzie Hale, um, and they all had different things that they were able to donate to this charity as well to raise money. Um, and we ended up raising a good amount of money that was going to go to some people who really needed it. Um, and that, that was, that was really fun. And I couldn't thank Chris enough for, I mean, he already, I wanted to do something good and he already had the organization. So we just teamed up. We were going to have him on the show before the pandemic happened. He was getting ready to move out to LA from New York, yada, yada, yada. He's going to be in person at some point when this pandemic can die down a little bit and hopefully he'll, uh, he'll show me how to cook a little, uh, (laughs) yeah, I almost bought, uh, Josta's Slayer shorts, man, but. You know what I mean? The they're a little shorts, too the ball sweat shorts. Yeah, they're a little too ball sweaty for me. But um, <laughs> Johnny, it's been phenomenal. Make sure you guys check out his podcast, Drinks with Johnny, on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, and make sure you follow Avenge Sevenfold. If you don't already, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> other than that, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Throne Podcast with underscores. Um, other than that, Johnny Christ, man. Cheers. Thank you so Cheers, much. Cheers, man. For coming Thank out. you so much. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate it's been it. Been a man. pleasure, man.